Good morning, Sun Valley Church, and welcome back to The Voice of the Valley. I'm your host, Jeremy Pinch, and with me again, I have Pastor John Schubert. John, it's good to see you this morning. Thank you. Good to be here. John, in, in Christianity, we use a lot of big words, big theological words like pneumatology, eschatology, ecclesiology. Propitiation. Propitiation. Sanctification. I have, I have no idea what any of those words mean well you know jeremy you got to hang around a little bit you gotta you know be with christians and kind of choose your friendship circles and you know after you kind of participate with the body of christ for a while these things start coming yeah but uh, you'll get there sometimes i just like saying these words because it makes me sound smart well you got to have some level of intellect to be able to pronounce them (laughs) but um yeah so i understand that (laughs) Uh, today we're, we're talking about theophany. What is a theophany? Uh, My dad would say, you do and you clean it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, it's a big word. Yeah. What, what does, what does theophany mean? What is it? Well, Jeremy, you're, you're taking Greek right now, right? With masters. Uh, I'm attempting to take Greek. You're attempting. Okay. <laughs> yeah. What's theo? In Greek. God. Okay, so a theophany is a demonstration, a representation of God. It's a uh, appearance okay. of God is what the word theophany means. Okay. Theophany. So, okay. Yeah. Theophany. Yeah. So theos, yeah. God, and then the phony is the added, is a demonstration of. Okay. Or a picture of okay yeah so it's it's an appearance of god so what is what does that look like throughout throughout scripture obviously we have the appearance of, of so well, here's what it's not uh you've seen those pictures of jesus that white pasty guy that's got long beautiful hair and he's caucasian yeah and he's yeah. holding sheep yeah that's not a theophany okay it's not a it's not the biblical idea of a theophany a theophany is uh when God represents himself, manifests himself in a way that's uh, visible to the mm-hmm. human eye, mm-hmm. in the, generally in the Old Testament. Okay. So that is, that is what we're talking about today. Okay. So what are, what are some examples of, of God theophanizing himself? <laughs> theophanizing Add that himself. one to your list of words that you want to learn, theophanizing. Um, well... They're all over Scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, when God showed up to Abraham, mm. spoke to Abraham, um, you know, particularly in Genesis 18 when he showed up and had a conversation with him, um, that was a theophany. Abraham could see, probably touch. He, it says they fed them so mm-hmm. they were eating. Um, so they were physical representations of God, mm. um, visible to the human eye. Um, Gideon had one of those. Um, the parents of Samson had an had a, uh, ex- uh, experience of a theophany. Um, there's there's quite a few illustrations of yeah. that. The uh, probably the most famous besides Abraham's that I just mentioned was the burning bush. In Exodus three, okay. where Moses recognizes this bush that was burning on fire but wouldn't go out, so he walks over there and 
the bush starts talking to him. Yeah. Not the singing bush with the three amigos, but <laughs> but the burning bush of Exodus three. Yeah. Um, it's it's a, a visible representation of God, and we know that because the we we know it's God for a couple reasons. Uh, one, the text wherein it's found, it's recorded, says it's God, and then another is uh, it does. And it does God things and receives God things like worship. Hmm. So the the angel of the Lord, when you when you come across that phrase in the scriptures, the angel of the Lord, if it's if the uh, particle is the word the, yeah. it's God. If it's an, it's not God. It's hmm. an angel. But hmm. if it's the angel of the Lord, it's God. Hmm. So in the book of Judges, when when the angel of the Lord showed up to Joshua with a, with a and drew his sword, and Joshua said, "Are you for us or against us?" And he goes, "I'm neither. I'm the captain of the Lord's army." That was God, hmm. and so because it says the angel of the Lord, and then Joshua worshipped, bowed down, and worshipped him, yeah. which angels don't allow, right? Because we we know that in Scripture. If if it's an angel and you try to worship it, the angel says, "Stand up! I'm not God." Yeah, uh, but if it's God. He receives the worship, yeah. and that happened with Joshua. It happened with Moses in Exodus three, Abraham and Josh in um, Genesis eighteen. So these different and and in uh, Judges in the with parents of uh, Samson, same mm-hmm. kind of thing. They realized, oh, that was God. Mm-hmm. We're going to die because we've seen God. They said, mm. didn't ha- they didn't die? God had mercy, but so that's what a theophany is, and um, it, those are unique. Yeah. important um, kind of uh, markers in uh, particularly in the Old Testament that that are um, an important part of God's revelation to me yeah mm-hmm. okay and so do does God still appear to us today in in forms does we hear these we hear these stories of people seeing God we hear these stories of people encountering God in a physical presence, but is that is that actually a thing? Does does God appear to us still today? Well, let me let me read for you um, an important verse or verses here uh, that will help me start the answer to that question. First, is, it says this in Hebrews chapter one. Long ago, many times, in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed to be heir of all things, through whom he also created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God, the exact imprint of his nature, and he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After, make, after making purifications for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Hmm. So if you're saying these days... If it includes the days of Christ, yeah, then yes, God showed up mm-hmm. in our day. Mm-hmm. And he showed up in the person of Jesus Christ. He is the ultimate and last representation of God in physical form to us, which answers your question. Does God still show up today and and speak to people? I've you know, I've I've heard and read the same kind of things you you just referenced. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was shaving, there was a famous incident in Christian circles a few years back some pastor a well-known pastor in you know 20 years ago said when I was shaving God showed up put his arm on me and said this is what I want you to talk on next Sunday that doesn't happen all right it doesn't happen 
um, whatever he saw that pastor, if he actually saw it or if he's just making it up, who knows? If he saw something, um, he didn't get enough sleep. He had too much to drink or had too many beans the night before. Mm-hmm. Not certain, <laughs> but he didn't see God. Um, that's not the way God operates. I mean, God can do what he wants. If God wants to show up and talk to a pastor when he's shaving Sunday morning to give him instruction for the sermon that day, he can do it. But the reason that's unlikely and most likely um, impossible is because of what we hold in our hands right now. It's the Word of God, complete. Mm -hmm. Everything God needs to say, wants to say to mankind has been said in the pages of Scripture. Mm -hmm. It's recorded for us. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have to show up like he did in the Old Testament to give uh, revelation of his will or of his purposes to Mm -hmm. mankind. He did then because the Bible wasn't written then. Mm -hmm. Um, He doesn't now because it's complete. Mm -hmm. You know, the Apostle John makes that clear at the end of his book in Revelation. Mm -hmm. This book is now closed. It's complete. There will be no more revelation of God to man. Uh, Come, Lord Jesus, was John's last words. Everything is in place. We know all of God's will. There is no need to add to it. No need for God to show up and put his hand on me while I'm shaving and say, hey, why don't you preach this today, John? Yeah, He's already done that. Yeah. It's there. The, the, the pages are full. Yeah. I, I could, I've been preaching at Sun Valley Church for 17 years. I think I've only covered five books, <laughs> six books. Uh, God doesn't need to show up and say, hey, I got something else for you. <laughs> I've got plenty to cover here. So... Uh, to answer your question as bluntly and briefly as I can, I'd say no. <laughs> yeah, well, we would know something was seriously wrong if if you showed up on Sunday morning and said God wrapped His arm around you and gave you this message. Well, I'd have to I'd have to kind of you know set the stage, like only shave half my face, say this is all the further I got. Uh, I was so stunned. Um, I cut myself right here, and the rest of my face is shaving. You can see, God. I met with God this morning, face to face. I had a Moses experience. The burning bush. It was in my bathroom. Yeah, no, that that stuff doesn't happen. Um, I'm not saying again. We we cannot box God in and say God can't do that. As soon as you say that, you're in trouble. Sure, God can do what He wants. He's God, but. The, the canon is complete. Mm-hmm. The revelation is full. Mm-hmm. It's done. Yeah, I think of I think of Peter here in Second Second Peter when he's saying, "Hey, we were there at the Mount of Transfiguration. We saw Christ in all of His glory." Mm-hmm. But he says, "But we have something more sure." Which was the Word of God. Yeah, it wasn't visions. Yeah, <laughs> he wasn't referring to more new visions. Yeah, yeah. He was talking about we have the written word. Yeah. It's more sure than visions. Yeah. It's done. It's complete. Yeah. There's a period at the end of Revelation 22. Yeah. That's like, that's it. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> there's nothing else. Yeah. And it's that way for a reason. We, we've got Revelation um, 22, 21. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with you all. Amen. Period. <laughs> that's the end of yeah. God's revelation to man. Yeah. He showed up in person. His Holy Spirit inspired the writers. We have both, and it's complete and full. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how do how do these theophanies, as we read through them, 
in the Old Testament and as we see it in Christ in the New Testament? How do we, how do they impact us today? Well, uh, when when the theophanies were um, happening in the Old Testament, like I said earlier, mm-hmm. uh, we didn't have recorded scripture, and so many of the theophanies were God's way of communicating to mankind. Think about the theophany to um, uh, Hagar mm. in Genesis 16. It's the first time the angel of the Lord shows up is Genesis 16. Hmm. What happened in Genesis 15? That was so important. <laughs> it's called the covenant with Abraham. Yeah. It was the promise. It's the one of the two pillars of the Old Testament revelation. We have the law and the promise. The promise was communicated to Abraham in Genesis 15. I will bless those who bless you, curse those who curse you, all the promises of the land, all the promises of the divine Savior coming through him, through all through you, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. The very next chapter, the angel of the Lord shows up, and it's significant. Yeah. It's the first time he shows up. And so every time the angel of the Lord shows up, it's always it always has to do with revealing God's plan hmm. for his people, God's plan for mankind. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it's never lighthearted. It's not like, you know, God gets bored and wants to come to earth and do something. Mm-hmm. It's always for the purpose of revealing himself or his will, his revelation to mankind, demonstrate, you know, what God's plans are for his people. Mm-hmm. Not just, not, I'm not talking about the people of Israel, that too, but including us, the nations, the ethne, who are receiving the the blessing of Abraham mm-hmm. through Christ. So you're saying, how does that impact us today? We have the scriptures mm-hmm. because of that. We have the scriptures because of the revelation of God to his people, mm-hmm. to his prophets, to, through his apostles. That's not all dependent upon the theophanies. The theophanies are unique in scripture. Mm-hmm. And they, and they, they kind of hold a, a unique and special place in the revelation that we possess but they're 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 important to us today because God used those times when He showed up for special reasons to communicate special things about, uh, like for example, in, in in Genesis 16, He He told Hagar when she was kicked out of the house because God told Abraham that He would have a son through Sarah, and so He did, named Isaac, and God said, "You need to tell Hagar and." Ishmael to go away. And Ish and Hagar was devastated by that. And God introduces himself to Hagar, saying, You also be the mother of a great nation. Kings will come from you. And uh I'm a God who sees all. Hmm. Hagar. You aren't invisible to me here, starving and dying of thirst underneath that bush. I see all. Mm-hmm. I am the God of all, the both the Israelites and the Gentiles. Mm-hmm. I see them all. Mm-hmm. He says that right after the promise to Abraham, so that you and me, when we read Scripture, know, oh, this promise is for all. Mm-hmm. It's not just about this special group of people called the Jews. No, it's for all. The, the promise of Abraham was given to all. Mm-hmm. So God shows up in person to make sure the rest of us know that. Mm-hmm. Hagar, I see all. I'm your God too. Mm-hmm. And 
that's what happens every time mm-hmm. when you're when you're when you come across theophanies stuff like that so is it important today yeah, <laughs> yeah. i'm really happy that that god showed up to, to hagar and said hey i'm the god of all people <laughs> yeah. because i'm not a jew yeah. neither are you yeah. so that's really critical to me yeah. <laughs> that this God who promised Abraham a savior would come was promising that savior for all of us to all the families that be blessed through you, yeah. even Hagar and these Egyptians. Hagar was an Egyptian. So yeah, it, yeah. it's wonderful stuff. It does mean something to us. Yeah. Um, but we should, <laughs> and I don't know if you were going here, but we shouldn't be looking for God to show up today mm-hmm. for any special reason. He doesn't. He's already shown up. What else do you want? Yeah. <laughs> what what revel what el- what revelation is lacking in our understanding that right. we would need him to show up and say something? Right. Um, if he did show up, what would he say that would be different than he's already said? Right. I've sent a savior. He's here for all of you. Um, I'm, he's coming back one day to to take you home to be with him. Here's the gospel. You know, saved by grace through faith. Go share it. What else do you want to know? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. he's showed up for reasons. We have all those reasons now in our possession. And now we just need to live it out and be faithful until that one glorious day when we see him face to face. The, the righteous live by faith. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, church, we hope that this has been encouraging for you as you uh, read through Scripture and you come across these passages that may be confusing. We hope this has uh, cleared that up a little bit. We look forward to next week uh, to be with you on The Voice of Valley and this Sunday in church. We love you. We look forward to to those days. Have a great day, Savannah Church.